Hey, Danielle, you know what would actually have been really fun is if we started uh, this episode with that Sister Sledge song, We Are Family. You know that song? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would, but uh, we don't have the license to do that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad. Well, hopefully all of our listeners already have that playing in their heads so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> we, we are, are family. family. I got, I got all, all my sisters, sisters with me. With me. <laughs> Get up, everybody, and sing. Okay. Okay, I'm with the show. Have that in your minds. That's great. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the second season of Put a Ring on It podcast, a collaboration between me, Daniel Moyer of Daniel Moyer Photography, and me, Danielle Pasternak, wedding coordinator of DPNAC Weddings. Put a Ring on It is a podcast for anyone who is knee deep in the wedding planning process. We're here to share practical tips, amusing behind the scenes stories, and insider knowledge to shed light on the world of weddings and give you every ounce of confidence that you deserve. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Hi, Danielle. How are you? How are the puppies? I'm good. Puppies are good. Puppies are um, puppies are getting teeth. Well, puppy is getting teeth. I actually saw... Um, there he is. I saw a meme the other day that had a picture of... Um, well, on the meme, it said um, what I thought I get. I What I thought I got when I was getting a puppy and what I actually got. And it's basically a picture of this adorable, sweet little puppy. And then next to it, a picture of a velociraptor. <laughs> it's just like, that is so true. Because he's they, amazing. But he's literally just like chewing my face off all the time. Is he, is he like tearing the house apart or is the house no, okay? No. The house is okay. We're, we're doing like a good job. Mostly Mike is doing a good job of like staying on top of like making sure he's not getting into what he's not supposed to. We're giving him like the right treats and the right whatever to chew on. Um, but like when he gets excited about stuff, he j- literally just starts like chewing on your hands or like he'll just like start chewing on your nose. And it's just it's so sweet. and It's so cute until all of a sudden it really hurts. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my lip is bleeding, dude. So, there was yeah. just some other meme that I saw recently about like or maybe it was a, an article about not letting dogs lick your face. Um, <gasps> Why? Because of germs or something. And I, you just search it. And there was like this girl with like this really big puffy lip. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if she got some kind of infection on her in her mouth. Um, so I don't know. That was just it was weird. But I'll, t- I'll take the risk. I'm a I, I like dogs too much to like. I mean, my own dogs. I wouldn't necessarily let strangers dogs get all up in my face. But <laughs> my own pups, I have no boundaries. I suppose. <laughs> uh, same with our I love cats. my babies. Yeah, I like. I like when George will hop up on the, um, he'll hop up when I'm in bed or if I'm just on the sofa or something. And he like, he's the loudest purr in the entire world. And he'll just like headbutt you and then just go right in your face. Like no lie. And then his breath will be all over you. And then if I put my head down, since I've got short hair, like on the, the front of my head, he'll like lick lick just my forehead a little bit and then he'll just rub his face against me i don't know it's adorable he's cute cats Uh, amazing yeah speaking of short hair um do you have something you want to share with everybody today dan i hate you (laughs) (laughs) uh that yesterday i was cutting my hair and um i was 
you know, shaving the top of it and then shaving the side of it. And I like got all finished up and looked at the side of my head and I was like, oh, that looks a little bit long there. So I picked the razor back up thinking that the adapter was still on it. And I shaved the side of my head with the empty, like, like blank razor. So where it was supposed to be like a quarter inch on the side of my head is now like a giant streak of like no hair. Yeah. You can't really tell that much because I buzzed it down to like an eighth of an inch on the side, but still, um, there's a really nice, uh, really nice. And I have an engagement session today too, so yeah. that'll be fine. <laughs> I feel like you're making a trendy statement though. Like it's yeah. very in right now to have just a certain spot of your head be shaved. So you're just ahead of the game. Uh, yeah, maybe or... I could just like shade that one side. Like just yeah, the, yeah. the left side. Or put like a lightning bolt in it. Yeah. Oh, man, Rachel would really like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say Rachel would kill me. (laughs) No, she would hate it. Yeah, she would definitely kill me. (laughs) Uh, um, I know I've been mentioning it every single time that, well, the last couple episodes, but I'm just still in love with this this season. I'm like every, like, it's like we're a couple weeks in now and I'm just thinking about Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas coming up. And that just means like getting together with family and, um, and just seeing everybody and hanging out. And I don't know, I, I just love that part. I'm close with my family. So, I mean, that also helps, but it's also the first time that I get to spend, you know, these holidays with my new daughter and like, I don't know. So I'm just thinking about family. Uh, no, I'm I'm 100% with you. Thanksgiving is easily my my favorite holiday of the year. I feel like it's um the holiday where everybody comes together. You eat food that I feel like is really good food. Like I'm a sucker for like stuffing and things like that. And there's no presents. And that makes me sound like the biggest jerk in the whole world. But there's like, I mean, there's no pressure of like, oh, we have to yeah. get this person this. And oh, we forgot about this person. And I, the the pressure of like, trying to remember everybody that you have to get presents for and will they like it and is it better than the gift you got them last year and I again this all just makes me sound like a really rotten terrible person but it's hard it's so hard to like adult through life yeah I mean just the whole idea behind Thanksgiving in general is just being thankful for everything you have thankful for your family for your friends and um you know but I think you hit it on the head there's no pressure it's just like getting to spend time with with people that mean something to you and that right that's that's special so and i think that that brings us to today's episode topic right dan we're we're talking about um we're talking about family today um it's something that dan and i i think could agree we both hear about a lot from our clients just the 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 little moments throughout the planning process that come up that involve family and and family can be a wonderful thing but they can also you know, be a stress on our plate, right? I mean, just even even with the best of intentions, it could end up being a really stressful thing. So today we sort of want to talk about um, how, you know, weddings can can bring out the good, but but also there's an ugly side that it can bring out too. That's why there's shows like Bridezilla's and Four Weddings, these god-awful reality TV shows that I get are for entertainment purposes, but like Dan said, take away from the whole purpose of why you're having a wedding. Right. Yeah. So, t- so today we're going to talk about, you know, dealing with parents, future in-laws. We want to talk a little bit about like those jealous siblings or cousins or best friends 
that are going to be sort of on your path throughout this this journey. And we just want to navigate that a little bit and, and talk about where we just want to have like a really honest discussion about it and talk through it and hopefully give you some insight. And first of all, let you know that you are so not alone in these feelings <laughs> that you're feeling. Uh, every time. It's all good. Um, well, I guess so. Let's first tackle this uh, the parents' role because I mean, family. When most people say family, they usually think of your parents first. Right. Um, and you know, if you're lucky enough to uh, have parents who are able to contribute, that is an amazing thing. But that you know, maybe that changes the role, and maybe that's something a conversation you might need to have with parents to see if they if they're contributing what what they're then expecting to get out of, you know, them contributing. I think that's a really hard conversation to have, Dan. I'm I am not good at talking about money, especially with my family. Mm-hmm. Um we recently bought a house and it was a situation where my parents said, "Hey, uh, we're happy to help, just let us know." And I could never be like, "Hey, can I have a check for this amount?" <laughs> like oh, I yeah. I would never be a person and I think a lot of us have have wonderful giving parents in our lives that we're very grateful for who kind of say, Hey, just let us know what you need and we'll be there. But you get to a point where you don't know well, how much is too much and, yeah. and, and is what I'm asking for fair? And is, can they even do this? Cause I don't know my, the ins and outs, you know, the details of my parents' financials. So it's, it's tricky and it's sometimes not a comfortable conversation to have, but I think sitting down and saying like, Hey, we, we want to play in this wedding, but we don't want to live outside any of our means. We don't want to put anybody in a situation that makes anyone uncomfortable. What do you, what are your thoughts on it? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, relating that to weddings, I think our parents generation, um, they, their parents helped them plan the wedding. I mean, yeah. it was weddings back then weren't what they are now. You went to a church, then you got married, and then you went to like the fire hall or the the hall downstairs, and then or you somebody's had the house, yep, or somebody's house, and that was it. But generations now, like you know, we're all planning our own weddings, um, and that I mean, that's the thing I hear most from couples is we're planning this whole wedding. You know, we have a budget, we need to stick to it. Um, so you know, some parents are are getting kind of ripped out of that reality of being able to help with the planning. Yeah, they're they're pretty much getting gypped in this process. Their plan their parents plan their wedding, we're planning our wedding. They have they get to have no fun in the wedding department. So it's I think it's hard for them to sort of step back and say, well, you know, you do whatever you want. And I I think I see a lot of it that parents are sort of stepping in and saying, well, why aren't you doing this? Or have you thought about this? Or or they're just flat out saying, no, you're going to do this. And it's hard to sort of stand up to your parents and say, I don't want to. Yeah, I I think part of that, maybe that, well, I think that that doesn't necessarily always come from a bad place either. Like there's definitely parents wanting to have the best for their kids maybe their wedding day wasn't as perfect they want so they want to live vicariously through their kiddos and they just like you know assuming that you have great parents they want to they want the best for you and they they want to do exactly what they've been trying to do all along is give you um an amazing experience you know just like as they raised you and like this is like the 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 crowning jewel the cherry on top that they're just trying to make go perfect for you Mm-hmm. I think though the hardest thing about that though is the last time that they were in wedding mode, really in wedding mode, was when they got married themselves probably. So um, unless you've had an older sibling who recently got married, the wedding world has changed dramatically from when that generation was sort of tying the knot. So it's safe to say that while they're 
eager to help. Um, I think a lot of the times the feedback is a little bit outdated and they're not really aware of what's happening um, in the world of today. And I think uh, for me, I see I see that a lot because my mom is a person who absolutely loves and adores silk flowers and these <laughs> these like crazy red roses with the hot glue dewdrop on them. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. It's just not my style and 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 things like that. And I I love my mom up one side and down the other. And I think the the biggest thing with my mom is that we are two very similar personalities. We are both um, crazy identical in how we think and how we work. And I just by nature have a tendency to have a much shorter um, patience level with my mom than just about anybody else on this planet. So um, for me, when we get into super stressful situations, I will tend to snap at her much quicker. And for me, that sits on my shoulders, that brings on all this guilt of of why did I just snap at my mom? And like, I know she was just trying to help, even though she was kind of inserting herself where I didn't want her to be. And I don't want red roses <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, I, thanks, but no thanks. And you know, why couldn't I just have been nicer about it? And I think that's where a lot of the stress throughout wedding planning comes into play is sort of that guilt of, oh, I just said what I had to say, but did I say it in the best way I could have? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we've been talking about how parents can be so supportive and, and we were talking about all the love that they can give and financially contributing and um, that kind of thing. But, you know, we also want to talk about the opposite, which is what happens when, um, you know, parents are not so supportive. And, you know, we're going to try to approach this as delicately as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the first thing I would have to say is, you know, how, how do you ask support um, and and blessing from your parents if they don't like your partner, same sex or, or, or otherwise. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's a very difficult situation mm-hmm. when you found someone in your life that makes you very happy to the point where you've made this decision to, to celebrate that commitment and, and move forward mm-hmm. from there. And I, I imagine, um, I, I can't speak from personal experience, but I imagine it has to be a very difficult, um, difficult thing to swallow if your parents sort sort of don't agree that they make you that happy and I think um, it, it goes to say that as a human being um, we, we ultimately at least my perspective on it is like we want to make our parents happy and we want them to mm-hmm. see how happy we are um, and then do, so do you go through life consistently saying like no no this person makes me so happy they make me so happy they make me so happy to the point where you start saying well why am I defending this partnership so much like it's I imagine it's a very difficult thing and Dan and I were when we were talking about you know preparing for this episode we agreed that I don't know if we have the answer um, for this problem other than to say that you're not alone yeah in in feeling that way and in in being in that situation and I think that's where it comes to having that solid partner by your side to to give you that support where maybe your family isn't necessarily giving it. And I think it's safe to say that give things time and give Mm -hmm. people maybe space or time to think and reflect. And nobody ever wants to force, nobody ever wants to feel like somebody else's opinion is being forced onto them. So in the same way that your parents don't want to feel like they have to like your partner, um, I'm sure your partner or you and your partner don't want to feel like you're trying to force your parents to like them. Wait, did I just say the same thing twice? Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say here, how I could say it better. But 
neither person I think wants to feel like they're being forced to change their mind. And I think if yeah. you give um, give each group time um, and just genuine space and respect that maybe they'll come around. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Dan? Um, I feel like, I mean, I really want to be optimistic about this and just say like, you know, I know that my parents would always love me. Um, and you know, I know that, um, I, I, I would hope that they would see how happy this person makes me. Um, but there's a very realization and some parents out there, you know, just may not. And, um, that would be a, like you said, a tough pill to swallow if, if they just do not, um, come from the camp that they're going to not going to accept this person who you're, uh, marrying. And, um, I think the most important thing is just to like take a deep breath and look at this person who is ready to, to stand next to you and stand with you for the rest of your life. Um, and, and just to, uh, find comfort in that relationship. I mean, that's not to say that you outcast your parents, um, yeah. but just realizing that like, you know, you're, um, a grown adult and you know hopefully you they will just one day see that this person makes you super happy um and that you know who this person is and that they're they're awesome and that you're awesome for them and um this is this is what you've been planning and working towards and there's no better person for you yeah i think um obviously we don't know everyone's personal situation we're, we're right. sitting behind microphones so we're able to have this conversation but i also know that when people put up um defenses it sometimes comes from other things it's not always a direct attack on specifically what's happening perhaps um, maybe they your partner reminds them of of somebody from their past and maybe they just need to work through that or maybe um i, I maybe they know so i don't I, maybe they know something is that creepy i don't know but maybe there, there's what i'm saying is there might be more to it than they just don't like that person and Maybe yeah. that's that's worth asking and saying, like, can you explain it to me better? Because I want to understand. I want to have everybody that I love and care about in my life and to be respectful to one another. So can you help me better understand what you're thinking? Yeah, I think that that goes kind of into the next um set that we were or next next thing that we wanted to talk about um, next family yeah. dynamic, which would be divorced and separated parents. I mean, yeah. You had just said that, um, you know, you want everybody to be happy and you want everybody to come to the wedding day and enjoy it. Um, and, you know, the last thing that you would want for, you know, going to both of your parents is to, you know, make them uncomfortable as well. Um, but you, you know, I think you'd have to approach that with delicacy as well and say, you know, you hope that they would be able to put their differences aside and have an overall positive day um, for everyone and them seeing you happy. We hope that you hope that them seeing you happy will make it still a positive uh, thing for for you. And you want them to also know that it would mean a lot if you're both there. I think um, I, I have a few clients who have gotten married and had separated or divorced parents in their life. And we have my clients and I talk um, about different dynamics of the day just because it comes into play, you know, who's sitting where, who's walking in with who. There's all these different details that will come up, especially making it a little bit harder if, if people are separated. So there's been a few clients who've been a little bit nervous about how the day was going to go down because of them. And there's been clients who said, no, they're going to be great. And 
for the most part, knock on wood, I'm, I'm really happy to say that in my mm. experience with it, parents have been for the most part respectful of one another, whether they've been able to be in the same space or have known to leave space between them. Um, yeah. I, it's great to see that as adults, people have been able to sort of step back and understand that. Yeah, so I, I'm, I have a pretty similar experience. Uh, most everybody's been you know, pretty cordial and, um, you know, able to get along. But I have had a few unfortunate circumstances where, uh, you know, one parent didn't even want to be in another photo with another parent and like wouldn't even talk directly to me. They would talk to like, we're all standing in like the same group and they're talking to the bride or the groom as if like I wasn't even standing there. Like tell this person, I don't even want to be in a photo with this person and blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, I think the, I think if you plan for some of these things, it it won't be as drastic of a uh, or as big of a thing on the wedding day. Like I, this was something that I had asked about if there were sensitive family issues, and they had said, you know, my my parents aren't uh, on the best of terms, and they said, you know, if if they don't want to be in a picture, you know, that's their choice, um, and I respect it, and uh, you know, I'd love for them to be in a picture together, but I just don't think it's going to happen. And so they were ready for it, and they took a big deep breath and just said. Okay, um, you know, and they prepared for it on the wedding day, and you know, we still got great pictures of both sides of the family, um, but that was a, a dynamic that they at least tried to prepare for, and they approached their parents um, and asked them, and their parents, even though they said no, they, you know, again, the couple just recognized that it was their choice, and they took a big deep breath, respected it, and moved on with the wedding day, and moved yeah. on with their partner, and they're they're still together, and they're loving life, and they got past it. Yeah. That's tough, though. I um, it is. It's tough. I always, I always like it when I see people sort of just putting their differences aside for that day and and realizing that it's not about them. It's about their kids, you know, yeah. getting married and and celebrating that. Um, but we all handle things differently throughout our life, and some things are just really hard to handle. And and you know, for some people, that's too much. So, it you know, it's about I think respecting all of that. Yeah. And um, on the other side of things you also have parents that decide not to attend your wedding. Um, and that's their choice. You know, it's, it, it just comes down to the fact that this is the choice that they're making in this moment of their life. And that's something that, you know, that they're going to have to stand behind and, and maybe they change their mind, maybe they don't, but it's, it's not on you to necessarily make them change their mind, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's really much more we can really elaborate on that one. And um, I think we should just, you know, let, yeah. you know, parents that won't attend be and just say that's their choice and respect it and yeah, move on and have the best wedding day you possibly can because it's still going to be awesome. You're still going to have lots of support and lots of love showered on you. So I agree, Dan. Let's let's talk about um, in-laws because that's a that is a tricky subject. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so I, I, depending on how close you are with your in-laws or your future in-laws, we should say, um, this planning, this big event that you are, or even if it's a small event, this, this project that you have on your plate, um, it may very well be the first time you really start to communicate on a deeper level with your, with your future in-laws on more than just a, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? How's things? How's work? Yada, yada. You really start to start working together and it may very well be the first time you actually start to butt heads because this is what happens when you plan a big project. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this goes without saying, but I think uh, just across the board, it's great to maintain just a level of respect across the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it clean, keep it simple, and just do your best to, you know, reach across the aisle, shake hands, and make things come together, make everybody come together. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, too, when we say, you know, maintain a level of respect, it's it, it goes with the notion that even if you aren't receiving respect on the other end, it, it never... Uh, well, I live by the notion of like two wrongs don't make a right. And it, it while it seems like the easy path to just, um, you know, throw it back in their face or dish it right back, it's, my opinion, not the best path to take and not the path at the end of the day that you're going to be most proud of. So mm-hmm. um, with all the with all this input from parents and siblings and cousins and whatever, I think the most important thing to remember is to not let anyone drive a wedge between you and your partner. Right. Um, you know, don't let anybody get in between you or under your skin or, or take the focus off of why you're having this day. And that's, that's the theme of this whole entire podcast is just why you're having this day. It's because you love this person and there's nothing that should drive you two apart. Yeah. I think, um, the best way, no matter where you're at in your engagement, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't had this talk with your partner yet, is to sit down and and talk about the things that you may be currently experiencing, the things you may be worried about experiencing, and and just laying it all out on the table and saying, listen, I, I, you know, for example, I love your mom to death, but I'm really worried she's going to try and take over. What, what should I do? How, how do we, how do we navigate this? What do we, what do you suggest? What do, what do I think? And just having a very open and honest conversation, uh, either early on if possible, or no matter where you're at doing it now. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think if, if, if one of you is a assuming one thing or the other or that, well, you know, if if his mom starts doing this, he'll stand up for me and he'll do this and then he doesn't. And then, well, why isn't he standing up for me? Does, you know, what's, what's happening here? And that's when all this, those other thoughts come into play versus if you've already talked it out, you know, you're both on the same page or at least in the same chapter. (laughs) Uh, We actually, when we were talking about this episode, you had had talked about your, um, when you and Mike bought the house. uh, And I know we have this kind of similar thing, similar space in the house. So I wonder if you could just elaborate on that for our listeners. So, so Mike and I recently bought a house and um, while he is a very handy and talented individual, uh, my skills go as far as painting and past that I can't build for squat. So, um, (laughs) The, the, the DIY renovations that we were doing were all well within his wheelhouse and way above my head. So by nature, I was stressed and we were trying to move. We were doing all this stuff and, and we were very stressed. And the first day we bought the house, um, we sort of went to this one spot in the house and stood there and said, like, we recognize that this next month and the next few months is going to be stressful. Um, but we just have to keep coming back to this spot. If we feel stressful, if the other person, you know, if we sense something, we go back to the spot and we remember why we bought this house. We remember why we're in each other's lives, why we're partners. Um, and sort of help us refocus. And it's just going to that spot, either holding each other each other's hands or, or giving a hug or mm-hmm. doing something to just say, okay, I recognize that this is a stressful situation, but we're going to tackle it. We're going to tackle it together and we've got this versus sort of letting those thoughts fester and stick with us. Um, that, was, that was what we did and I feel as though it worked really well. 
Yeah, Rachel and I have a similar spot, and ours we just call the hugging step. Um, <laughs> there's a uh, a step between our front porch and our living room, and I'm six foot three, and Rachel's five foot four. So when she stands on the step that you know leads into the living room, I stand in the sun porch, and we can just hug there, and she can actually put her head on my shoulder, and I can put my head on her shoulder, and we're like kind of like the same height, and it just seems like that has been a place where we go to um, just to take a deep breath and like recenter ourselves because I mean, you know, marriage is, is just the beginning of it. And sometimes you can get like, become like ships in the night and you're just passing each other and yeah. you know, um, it gets a little crazy, but it's good to have like this place that like brings you back to zero to know that like, yep, this is still the person who I married. This is still the person who, um, I love and who I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I know we're getting deep here, but <laughs> I think setting, setting these things up now, I think is a good thing. It's a, you know, communication is, a um, you know, how you pave the road to success in a long relationship. Yeah. And I also want to say that your wedding does not equal mm. your marriage. Um, mm -hmm. if you feel like you're just not doing a, a you know, a quote unquote, great job of planning your wedding, it's, it, this does that does not mean you're going to be a bad partner um if you're struggling you know or you're feeling like gosh i i feel like i don't know what i'm doing or i you know i is this going to be pretty enough or is it going to be you know are the guests going to have a great time nothing about that means you're going to be a good or a bad um husband or wife in your marriage so I think it's easy to sort of step back and be like, oh gosh, if I can't plan a wedding, how can I, how can I plan our lives together? And that has nothing to do <laughs> with one another. I mean, other than the fact that it's celebrating the start of your marriage, your wedding really has very little to do with it otherwise. And nothing. there's people, I mean, there's people like myself, um, but there's, there's a lot of different options out there to for people you can talk to to say, hey, uh, these are areas that we are weak in and you are great at, so let's work together. And that'll, <laughs> you know, that'll make things easier or, or whatever it is. It's, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk through something. Um, it's okay to even say what kind of help is out there for us. So, yeah. You know, and as you're, as you're working together and going through all of these decision making processes, just don't let it escalate to the point where you're giving ultimatums. Um, it's either this or this, or, you know, it's me or them. Um, you know, those are just going to break down all the work that you're doing and not create a great vibe uh, going forward. <laughs> right. I, I think anytime I hear somebody say, you know, well, it's either me or your parents, you need to choose. Um, I, I think, you know, you just have to put yourself in, in, in those same shoes yourself. And, and how would you feel if your partner was saying that to you? And, chances are it wouldn't feel very great. And I mean, everybody's situation is different and I recognize that, but um, I just never feel like ultimatums are the, are the best course of action. It's especially in stressful situations. So <laughs> moving sure. right along. <laughs> well, let's, let's expand this from the parental units into um, extended yeah. family or, or other immediate family, like siblings and cousins and yeah, close even like, friends. Yeah, best friends. And yeah, in my in my world, I feel like best friends sort of fall under the family, the family umbrella when you're planning a wedding, because they often end up taking that journey with you, especially if you're having them in your wedding party and so on. And I know um, from a female perspective that we all know <laughs> how catty ladies can be. I mean, gentlemen as well. But I think um, I see it more in, in the ladies that, you know, we all handle things differently and jealousy uh, can often rear its ugly head. Uh, bringing out the worst side of us all. And um, a wedding by nature is a very emotional 
chapter of life. And for those of us um, in this world who have not had that experience of having a wedding yet, often see, seeing someone that you're really close to go through that process can make you say, well, when's it going to be my turn? Or what is, you know, why do they get to have all this fun, pretty stuff? And I don't. Or, and it's or I would do it this way. Right. Or I would do it this way. Yeah. Why wait? Like my way would be way better. And why don't they just see it from my perspective? And, you know, it's tricky. Yeah. I think the same thing can happen with dudes. And the one thing that I don't like is this like idea of guy talk or, or like the old ball and chain. Um, I hear that all the time. And like, at first I feel like, you know, maybe it's harmless or whatever, but that like, I don't know, just that idea can, can really be toxic to your, uh, relationship if you really let it like take hold. Um, and I would just say, don't let the opinions of, um, another person's, you know, life experience affect your way of thinking. And don't be afraid to just be like, you know, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Life is good. Um, you know, right now, uh, even with all the craziness going on, I got a great house, amazing wife, awesome kid. Like that's, uh, what more does a man need? Um, mm-hmm. And I would just say, like, you know, we're not going to get political or anything on here, <laughs> but you don't need to feed into like locker room talk. You don't need to feed into any of those like um, machismo sayings and that kind of stuff. Just stay away <laughs> from that. You know? <laughs> right? I really I, like that's, machismo. That's a real word, right? I have no idea. I make up words all the time. So if you say it's a real word, I'll go for it. Um, no, I, I, a thousand percent. <laughs> I agree with you, Dan. I oh, wait, wait. Here we go. I found, I found the definition. Hold on. Machismo. machismo is the sense of being manly and self-reliant, the concept associated with a strong sense of masculine pride. Hmm. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, good job. Is that Urban Dictionary? Is that like real, real dictionary? Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. What? What is it? <laughs> that doesn't even count. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, I do agree. I think the more... Um, the more you sort of perpetuate that way of thinking is, you know, the more it can sort of just carry on. And I think for me, it's, it depends on your personality and you have to say, am I going to stand up and say something or am I going to just ignore it and, and let it go? You know, maybe you're not a confrontational, confrontational person. You know, I don't know. Um, how many times have you ever had like you're like walking through the grocery store or walking down the street and you're like, Hey man, what's going on? Or Hey, Hey, how you doing? And they're just like, Oh, hanging in there you know same mm-hmm. stuff different day bigger pile like those are the kind of things i feel like you hear all the time and it's just like you know uh, even even if like life is going great i still find myself like like putting that kind of stuff out there and part of me really wants to break it and be like man i am doing fantastic and like <laughs> i feel like it's the same thing with some of these um you know old sayings and that kind of stuff the old ball and chain whatever let me just break that and no man i'm doing great life is good whatever Dude, did I ever tell you about the time I was uh, I was walking out of a um a restaurant after a meeting and I was walking through the parking lot and by nature like you just said like I'll you know sort of smile and nod at people and you know hey how are you and I did that to this guy and uh, he asked me first he's like hey how are you and I was like great how are you and he goes my dog just died <laughs> and I went oh. um I'm so sorry like. I, it just caught me so off guard and it was just like, I could just tell, like he was just having this real moment and I think I was just the only person around for him to tell this to. But it was just like this bizarre, like I was not expecting it and I'm here like skipping out of the restaurant, like having a great talk with my clients and yada yada and he's having this like 
awful day and I was just like oh man but it was also a total stranger and I didn't know what to do so I just basically stood there at like a distance like letting him tell me the story of how his dog died and it was terrible <laughs> I was sitting in a traffic light one time and I just looked in like my rearview mirror and I was like singing along to a song or something and in my rearview mirror I just saw this woman with her hands on the steering wheel a young woman too maybe you know mid-20s or something just hands on the steering wheel, bawling her eyes out, just crying, like, ah, like not even like a little like whimper. And I really wanted to like get out of my car and be like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? But then I thought that that might be really creepy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Slightly off tangent. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, um, I think we basically though, man, what were we trying to say on that is no, it comes down to that. You're going to have, um, these people potentially saying things, you know, that maybe have hidden meanings or, or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's probably coming from their own life experience or their own maybe sour feelings or whatever experiences with it that it doesn't necessarily need to affect you in the way that they are or aren't trying to. You also want to gauge how involved your your siblings or your close friends, your your wedding party, how involved you want them to be. Um, because I think the last thing you want is to is to force it. Uh, I think as with anything, once you start forcing things, you're, you're asking yourself, are they doing this because I'm asking them to or because they actually want to? And then whether they're doing it or not, it doesn't matter anyway, because in your head, it'll just negate what just happened. It's like when you, you know, ask your partner like, hey, could you empty the dishwasher? And then they empty the dishwasher. And now you're in your head. You're like, well, they only emptied the dishwasher because I asked them to and not because they wanted to and to help me out. And it sort of leads you down this rabbit hole of of all these thinkings. And I, I think it's best not to force or um, guilt anyone into doing that they don't want to be that they don't want to do because if you know if you're if you have a a, a bridesmaid who doesn't want to go to your bachelorette then if she ends up going because you made her to she's not going to be fun there anyway so let her make that decision and and move on uh, I think it would be good to reference um, the social media episode, episode 16 here. We In that episode, we talked about people posting online and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would say don't overthink what people are posting also and what people are saying um, in captions, that kind of thing. So this doesn't yeah. go just you know necessarily in like your planning meetings and things you're hanging out with people and they're giving you advice. This also goes with things online and yeah, don't over, don't overthink the like the comments or the don't like oh why did she use that emoji like why is it the like winky eyed <laughs> tongue sticking out emoji does she think I'm crazy? <laughs> she what? didn't use enough exclamation points in her email. Right. Oh man. Anyway, that's, that's so people yeah. not using enough exclamation points in their email. You use a lot of exclamation points in your email, Dan. I do. You set the bar pretty high on that front. I do. I I always have to um go back and edit how many smiley faces I put. Like I try and not do more than one, two if absolutely necessary. But if you, if I don't edit it, man, there's usually four or five before it gets sent. I have to sort of go back and be like, all right, which one really deems the smiley face? <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap up today's episode, um, we uh, ultimately want you guys to, to take away from this that first of all, you're not alone if you're, if you've got stress that's coming from family and, at the end of the day, it's about maintaining a level of respect and knowing that you can talk to somebody. Yeah. If you want, if you're ready to punch somebody in the face um, over these decisions you're making, find somebody, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's other than your partner too, but I would say yeah. go to your partner first. Uh, but or maybe a boxing it's other class. Than your 
or a boxing class um uh, or some weights or something get you know get it out but you know go find somebody that you can confide in that you can just um talk to and and you know get some things off your chest mm-hmm. i've also uh found it to be very cathartic if you just sort of write it down uh whether you type it write it uh whatever you do to get it out of your head and just sort of getting those feelings out of your head and onto paper uh however it gets there is is very helpful and then whether you burn it or throw it away or tear it up it's it sometimes just helps to get those thoughts out of your head um and i actually have when i was doing research for this episode um i came across quite a bit um on a blog that i actually enjoy and reading daily which is the practical wedding blog um i'll put a link to it in the show notes but it's just it's a great blog um for exactly what it is practical wedding advice they give very down-to-earth uh realistic information um it's not always applicable sometimes they get deep into certain things but um it's it's just a really good blog to sort of reference especially if you're dealing with the the more real uh trials and tribulations of wedding planning (laughs) that sort of go beyond the color of the flowers that you're having and uh as always you know if there's some things that you want to add to this um, add to this conversation, things you're, you know, any questions you have, send us an email or, or head to our, uh, Facebook page and just, you know, go to Facebook, type in, put a ring on a podcast. We're happy to answer some questions and just, um, you know, chat with you about, uh, some things you're thinking about. Yeah. Dan and I have actually been getting a few emails from, from our listeners with little questions and just, um, just little things here and there. And between Dan and I, we've been doing our best at staying on top of responding and, and, if we couldn't give you the exact answer, hopefully pointing you in the direction um, in the direction that would give you a better answer. So uh, we love that. Keep them coming and and um, and don't forget to uh, send us your wedding story. So if you want to be on an upcoming episode of Put a Ring on It, um, give us a call. We want to hear your story, whether you need to vent about something, if you've got a question, whatever it is, um, give a call and leave a message at two six seven five two one. 2686 or um, just visit the com website, uh, hit the contact button and you'll see this big raspberry colored button to give us a call. Ah, speaking of wedding story, now it is time for Something Borrowed, shared stories from our listeners directly to you. Um, this week's story comes from nobody because yeah. nobody called. <laughs> Why did nobody call us? Guys, please call us. We, we, we genuinely and sincerely want to hear your story our listeners want to hear your story and don't you want to hear yourself on the podcast guys this nationwide podcast where everybody can hear you yeah yeah but in a good way and not in a scary way dan don't scare them away okay Okay. maybe maybe they're just concerned that their voice is going to sound too amazing next to your deep voice and my chipmunk voice that's what they're worried <laughs> Hi, I'm about. Danielle Pasternak. <laughs> and I'm Dan. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Um, all right. We said this before, but we'll say it again. Check out the Put a Ring on a Podcast.com website. Um, check out show notes. Keep up to date uh, on season two and all the good things we have coming up. Mm-hmm. And we have a new episode coming for you in two weeks, which will actually be really close to Thanksgiving. Um, so that's exciting. But we will see you guys. Nope, we won't see you guys. We will talk to you guys soon. Yeah, talk to you guys soon. Looking forward right. to it. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.